Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of our podcast, Good Morning Eastville. My name is Molly Quartzen, and I am the city's communications officer. And as a quick recap, we do this podcast just to give residents and viewers and listeners a behind-the-scenes look at day-to-day operations in Eastville. So we're going to have directors, city council members, we're going to have our city manager, we're going to have community members, business members, just a little bit of everything here on the podcast. And today we are joined by our Mayor Pro Tem, Christian Dinko, and our Lieutenant, Ernie Escobel. So I'm going to read a quick bio for each of you, and then we're going to get started, okay? All right. Okay. Mayor Pro Tem Dinko and his wife, Judith, share four children and have lived here in Eastville for over 15 years. Mayor Pro Tem Dinko worked in law enforcement for over 30 years and recently retired from the Riverside Police Department as a lieutenant working in field operations patrol as a watch commander. He is now the assistant director of safety services at both of our alma maters, and yours actually, all of our alma maters, California Baptist University. And Lieutenant Ernie Escobel joined the city of Eastville in October of 2022. Lieutenant Escobel has lived in Eastville for over 12 years with his wife of 22 years and his two daughters. He began his law enforcement career with the Riverside County Sheriff's Department in 2007 and has worked in the region since. In January 2022, he was promoted to lieutenant and transferred to Eastville. He did his undergrad at CBU, like I said, and his master's at Azusa Pacific. So thank you guys both so much for being here. Do either of you have anything to add about your bios? No, that's great. You did a great job covering everything. Okay. Anything uh, I would just like to say it's an honor to be here today and uh, much appreciated. Okay, well, thank you so much. I'm glad you're here. So I'm going to start with you. So as I mentioned, you have worked in law enforcement for over 30 years. And before you were on the city council, you were in the Public Safety Commission. So can you kind of talk about how your law enforcement, you know, your background and then your time on the Public Safety Commission, how did that prepare you to be on the city council? Not long after we moved into Eastville, I started coaching is really when I started to get to know people in the community. I started coaching soccer quite a bit for uh, out of my four children and three that were playing soccer. So I would coach all three of their teams. I'd also started coaching baseball. I coached flag football. I coached tackle football. So I was coaching a lot of sports and a lot at the same time. So I got the opportunity to meet a lot of people in the community, which was really nice. Mm-hmm. As I was getting to know people in the community, I, I got on the Eastfield Little League Board. I was the president for a number of years. I got to know a lot of families, a lot of events, got to know the council members um, more and more. And as I got to know them, I started thinking, you know, I'm really interested with my law enforcement experience to join the Public Safety Committee. Eventually, one of the spots opened. I interviewed for it, and I interviewed with, uh, at the time, Council Member Brandon Plott. I was accepted, and I joined the committee. So I spent four years on the committee. I was a chairman uh, for a couple years there. And when the opening came up and Joe Tassari decided he wasn't going to run again because he did a great job on the council, mm-hmm. uh, I thought, you know, maybe that'd be something I'd be interested in doing. So I went ahead and put my name in. I ran in 2020, and I'm very happy to say I won the election, and here I am. Awesome. Well, we're happy to have you. And can you talk a little bit about now that you're on the city council, are there any specific public safety initiatives that you are especially passionate about? Anything in particular that you're trying to, you know, bring to the community? Of course. You know, with my law enforcement background, I did 30 years. I did three years at Orange County Sheriff's Department, uh, 27 years here at Riverside Police Department. And it's really focused on safety for me. Uh, Anything I can do to make sure our community is safe, livable, comfortable for families, a joy to live in. I want people to feel safe living in the city, working in the city, um, going to the parks in the city. And I think that there's a lot of things we can do. 
uh, to help support our, our deputies and our Riverside County Sheriff's Department, law enforcement services. Uh, there's things that we can do, um, whether it's engaging the community to make sure they're a part of the safety plan, using technology to our advantage, and even uh, building our own personal infrastructure for safety uh, through technology, whether it be street lights, sinking. I'm really excited to start working on our law enforcement substation here in the city. That's one of the things I'm most passionate about. As a part of our downtown and our new city hall complex, we're building library, city hall. There's going to be a police station. And we want to make sure we build that right so it's a good resource for the community. So that's really number one on my list right now. Well, I'm glad you brought up you know, engaging the community because obviously we have our neighborhood watch program, we have our volunteer program that we just started. And so there's a lot of ways for the community to, you know, get involved. And everyone's very passionate about public safety in the city, I would say, um, you know, from the council to the community members. And so it's awesome that they have like an, you know, a way to also get involved. It is. And, and I look at the crime stats every month and mm -hmm. that's been a part of my job for a number of years, looking at crime stats, looking at trends in our city is tremendously safe. Mm -hmm. Not to say we don't have incidents, but a city in Southern California with the the low level of crime stats we have, mm -hmm. we're a very safe community. And I'm very proud of that. Mm -hmm. Well, I know too, that we just like two years ago, we were the 29th safest city. Now we're the 26th safest city. So I'm going to kind of jump over to you. I know that you are pretty new to Eastvale. Well, not living wise, but work wise, you, you know, you became the lieutenant here recently. And so can you talk a little bit about, you know, your experience here recently? And do you expect, you know, in, in the next few years, do you, are you hoping or expecting us to sort of grow in stats? Yeah. So I've, uh, I've actually had the opportunity to not only work um, patrol operations within the city, um, but I've also had an opportunity to work as a detective in the detective bureau and work cases directly related to Eastville. Um, throughout my time also as a sergeant um, a few years ago where I was able to supervise patrol deputies and, and the area of Eastville, and then ultimately now have the honor to actually be able to be the lieutenant um, over the contract or the contract policing manager for that matter um, within the city of Eastville. It's an absolute honor. I've been here um, with my family for about 12 years. And I can tell you that public safety when it comes to the city council, the members of the community and so forth is at, is at the forefront. Um, they're engaged with uh, the sheriff's department. Um, it is an honor for the Riverside County Sheriff's Department to actually have the opportunity to uh, provide police services. And with that said, as far as the 26th um, um, safest city, um, we want to be the number one safest city. Uh, and that's the goal, right? Mm -hmm. um, so our deputies, I can guarantee you, they're going to continue to uh, conduct proactive policing to enforce um, uh uh, to provide proactive enforcement and to make sure um, that those criminal violators that want to come into our city and commit crimes against our citizens um, are dealt with accordingly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we want to make sure that they have all the tools they need. Police station is one of them, but whether it's technology, the right vehicles or right equipment, anything we can do as a city to help support them. Okay, I love that you bring up, you know, wanting to support them because that leads into my next question of how do the questions for both of you, how do, you know, the city and RSO, how do we all work together to, you know, push like public safety initiatives forward and what are some things that, you know, we do in like a collaborative effort to make sure that we're keeping the community safe? Well, the first thing we do on our level is we communicate. Anytime I have a question, I know I can text the lieutenant and he'll get right back to me immediately. So having that open uh, opportunity for communication and feel comfortable be able to engage in that way is really the first step. That way I know that the needs that he has, and he can let me know about things that are happening in the city um, 
which helps me as a council member, understanding and accessing those needs. So um, communication is the first part, but I don't know, what else do you think is out there? So I think the Public Safety Commission is a vital, um, it's a vital component of the city. Um, we attend these and um, it's a voice for uh, maybe issues that citizens have within the community to be able to address. Uh, it also gives us the opportunity to be able to talk about some of the crime trends that may be occurring, which I think we're gonna get into here some, um, sometime within this um, podcast. And I, I want to, um, you know, I, I think the communication, just to reiterate, communication is key. Um, day or night, we're here to make sure that we, uh, that we make things happen, um, that we address those issues. And when there is that crime trend possibly that does come through the city, um, we address it and we address it head on. Mm -hmm. Well, something I'd say that I love is that we see you so much, like in City Hall, I pretty much see you every single day. And a lot of the RSO officers, we see them at all the events. We see them in City Hall. We see them at the shopping centers. We see them really everywhere in the community. I see them online and I, you know, just they're sort of everywhere. And so I like that because it's one, it just gives a safe presence. But also I feel like then the community is really able to get to know you guys, be, you know, able to interact with you. And when there are issues, I think they feel comfortable you know, bringing that to you and like speaking to you guys about that, so. And I would like to add, I've only been here for a short time mm -hmm. in this capacity, um, but when it comes to the city council members, along with the city employees that I'm able to work with side by side, um, the support uh, that the sheriff's department has uh, and policing in general is, uh, is pretty outstanding. Mm -hmm. And I've had the opportunity to work different areas throughout the county. Um, and I can say that um, law enforcement, uh, public safety is important, not only to the city council, but also to citizens throughout the community, mm -hmm. which is very- You know, and that's true. And one of the nice things that, that I have is my last job at the police department was an area commander as a lieutenant, mm -hmm. which is a very similar position Lieutenant Esquivel is here. So I know that the, challenge, the challenges that he's going through and I understand what his needs are and I just wanna make sure that I support him so he can provide the best service to the city. So we have that in common. So I think that's a good, good link for us. Definitely, and I love that at the council meetings you get, you get very passionate about all the public safety things and it's clear that you have you know, the background. But it's, it's nice to have that knowledge on the council. Well, thank you. But um, yeah, you're always very passionate about it and I, I like that. So my next question, I know you talked about sort of the, the crime trends that are going on and right now we're having a lot of catalytic converter theft. I think not just in Eastville, but really like statewide, nationwide, it, it even sounds like. So I was just wondering if you guys could maybe talk about a little bit about the catalytic converter theft, maybe give some background, talk about the issue, and even talk about are there ways that we can you know, avoid that, things that people in the community can do to, you know, maybe stay safe from that type of thing. Sure. So um, first, uh, I would just like to maybe touch base on catalytic converter thefts. Maybe some of the viewers um, aren't familiar with, with um, the catalytic converter. So the component underneath the vehicle um, that is attached to the vehicle um, is an easy target for thieves. Um, what the thieves actually go after within this component is the precious metals within the catalytic converter, um, and uh, such as um, uh, platinum, palladium, and rhodium. Uh, those are the those are the metals contained in there. And essentially, um, it's a it's an easy way for a thief to go under, and literally they can they can dis 
they can actually take a catalytic converter from your vehicle within minutes. Um, to answer your question, some of the things that we can do um, as far as some of the crime trends that have occurred, we recently have seen an uptick within our city when it comes to catalytic converter thefts. But not only, I wanna make sure I stress, not only in our city, but also within Riverside County and throughout the state and the nation. This is an upward trend that is happening. Um, we do have these emerging trends that sometimes do occur with law enforcement. I'm sure, um, Mayor Pro Tem Dinko have seen this throughout his career. And um, what we do in law enforcement is, is get after it. Try to find out those investigative tools that we can find um, uh, to uh, capture and eventually ad identify and capture um, these, uh, these uh, for lack of a better term, criminal violators that come in and actually victimize our citizens. With that said, I do want to, I would like to talk about a recent case um, that we had um, where uh, we, when I say we, the Riverside County Sheriff's Department and agencies throughout the region have come together um, to try to identify because it has been impacted and we were able to make um, two arrests uh, that were directly um, involved in catalytic converter thefts within our city. Um, that is huge. They were juveniles um, and it was another agency. It wasn't the Riverside County Sheriff's Department that, that actually captured them, but there was a pursuit and all kinds of other things going on with that. Um, it was dangerous, but they ultimately did, um, were identified and arrested and they're gonna be held accountable. Mm -hmm. So I, I wanna make sure that those that have been impacted by catalytic converter thefts, we are doing everything we can um, to try to identify um, these folks, sometimes it is challenging. Um, and that's why it takes a whole lot of other people to come together to make sure that we... Uh, make and you guys caught some suspects in that case, which is great. And you know they, they can be accounted for for a lot more. These catalytic converters, mm -hmm. they're like Lay's potato chips. You can't just have one. Mm -hmm. So if, if they stole one, two, or three, mm -hmm. they probably stole 20. Mm -hmm. And so getting them in custody and identified is a big step in the process. The tough part is is the catalytic converters don't have identifying information. Mm -hmm. So if, if we, in law enforcement, find somebody with a sawed-off used catalytic converter, we don't know who the owner is. Mm -hmm. So that's why I encourage um, people who are capable to etch their catalytic converters with their vehicle license number. So in the event that it gets stolen and we find somebody with that in their possession, we, ac we can identify who the owner is. Mm -hmm. So I've done the same for uh, our buses at CBU. I saw that on LinkedIn. I did. I did uh, um, we got down and uh, dirty. We had some catalytic converters. We're trying to prevent it. Uh, we had a few thefts in, uh, on the campus. But um, we just have to really keep our eyes out mm -hmm. in the neighborhoods with, mm -hmm. for our neighbors. Utilize cameras if you can use cameras. If you see any activity late at night or early in the morning hours, mm -hmm. report it to the police department. Maybe even sound your car alarm and it might scare them away. So those are some different things that people can do sometimes it works. Yeah. And it's so important, and, and it is so important that if you are a victim of um, one of these thefts, that you do report it. Mm -hmm. uh, we do track these, we monitor them, we investigate them. Um, sometimes it, it, it may be um, um, inconvenient, or maybe it seems inconvenient to report it, but we definitely wanna know about this. Because if not, and we don't report it, our crime analysts and the folks that are looking at these crime trends can't identify these things. Um, and, it, and it makes it important for the citizens as well as law enforcement, everybody involved to make sure that we, uh, um, that we get up on those emerging crime trends so we can investigate them accordingly. Mm -hmm. I was just talking to someone at City Hall, one of our like staff members, and she was saying that her catalytic converter has been stolen four times. Wow. And I'm like, that is just so crazy. And yeah. like one, the worst luck ever to four times. Yeah, five. that's bad luck. But just man, one person, four times. 
So. Another safety tip is um, we, we never want a citizen to go out and confront these individuals. They may be armed. Um, there may be, um, you know, make sure if it, of course, if it's a non-emergency, make sure you contact the non-emergency number at 951-776-1099. And if it's an emergency, dial 911 and we're going to get out there immediately. So. An emergency means if you actively see them stealing it, call 911. Mm -hmm. The dispatchers will prioritize if the deputies are on something more significant or more life-threatening, they'll go to that. Mm -hmm. But if there's no other calls on the board, they're gonna get sent directly to your uh, to wherever you're at. Awesome, well thank you guys for sharing a little bit about that because I know it's a big issue, but it is something that we're working on, you know, sort of tackling. Um, I also wanted to ask you guys, I know this is, like you said, one of your biggest passions, what do you think having a police substation here in the city will mean, you know, for safety in general and why is that such an important thing. I don't know if maybe both of you want to. Well, I'll start it because it's been on my radar your, for a long time. Yes, your passion. So uh, there's a number of things. I want somewhere where our residents can go into the police station to follow a report, mm -hmm. ask a question, get crime safety tips, or maybe even volunteer, and that's the place that they go. Mm -hmm. um, if we're going to bring more resources into the city, we need a home for them. Mm -hmm. And I want the deputies to have a good place to where deputies that are working throughout the county. They want to go to Eastvale. Mm -hmm. I want it to be a coveted place so we get the best deputies who are here to give the best service to the best residents of Riverside County, mm -hmm. Eastvaleans. Mm -hmm. So um, there's so many things that go into that and having a home is a big part of it. What, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think um, when it when it comes to a substation, um, we would be centrally located within the city, um, and it it does it does create that um, a little bit of a, of a of um, synergy maybe of a home environment, a little bit of ownership, yeah. um, and, and as well as uh, the deployment of resources. Of mm -hmm. course, uh, it, that, that would be, you know, mm -hmm. that would be key to, to, to deploy those resources in, in, in a much closer area. Mm -hmm. um, but essentially, um, that, 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 that home feeling, right? That mm -hmm. ownership of actually um, being more inclusive and more closer to uh, to Eastville. And you know, there's other things too, like we have an Explorer post over at Hoopa Valley Station, which is great, but I'd love to have our own chapter yeah. right here in Eastville, but it takes time to grow it and mm -hmm. they need a home. Mm -hmm. If we wanna engage our youth and teach them about law enforcement and have them somewhere where they can go, volunteer their time and mm -hmm. learn about maybe is this a career they're interested in? Mm -hmm. That's a good place to go. Definitely. You know, there's some kids are inter interested in art, uh, sports, some are not interested in those things. Mm -hmm. And this is a great opportunity for them to learn responsibility, mm -hmm. learn, um, learn how to work in a team, some teamwork mm -hmm. for those kids who might, mm -hmm. might maybe have some interest. Mm -hmm. And you were talking about deploying resources. So just to clarify, do you think that having a substation here would allow for, you know, like quicker response times for, you know, maybe having more officers here? Like, what do you mean by you know, like deploying resources more? No, that's a great question. So I want to make sure that I make it clear that when it comes to the overlap and the way the watches are designed, there are people on patrol 24-7 within, okay. within the city. Um, so I want to make sure that we, uh, we, we get that down. Now, um, the benefit for Riverside County Sheriff's Department, there's also a lot of resources that we also patrol in other areas. So if there is an incident, and say we are limited with the amount of people that are patrolling Eastville, we do, um, they will be over here in a minute with the same radio frequency and those types of things. So if there's an emergency, a critical incident, that deployment of resources, you're going to get everything. Mm -hmm. um, and, that, and that primarily deals with those higher priority calls, right? Emergency situations, um, maybe something serious. Um, but 
when it so when it comes to that when it comes to those response times or when it comes to the um, the the actual deployment of resources there the de deputies are deputies are here within the city 24 hours I do have an interest in wanting our deputies to start their shift in our city and end their shift in our city. That's important to me. And if they have evidence to book, I don't want them to have to drive to Harupa Valley to do it. But even if they are going to do it at the end of the shift, I want them to be able to take their time and do it here in our building, in our city from start to finish. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the great things, and I know Lieutenant Escobar was talking about that, um, about the resources that Riverside County Sheriff's Department bring, mm -hmm. but they bring everything. Mm -hmm. And when we need resources like an airship, they have that. They need, we need SWAT, they have that. If we need a bomb team, they have that. If we need bomb dogs, they have it. Mm -hmm. They have everything we could ever need. And that's one of the great things about having a, um, the Sheriff's Department as our, our contract law enforcement services, because they can bring anything we need. Yeah, well, I've been asking so many people, you know, what are you most excited for for the downtown? Because there's gonna be so many different aspects. But I feel like I kind of know for you guys, yeah. you know, it's, you it's know a substation, but, yeah. but it's such a big thing. And I think it will be really exciting for the community and just add an another like level of, you know, approachability just to be able to like walk right in somewhere and just, you know, meet with you guys, talk with you guys. And same thing for City Hall, just to have people able to come in and meet with us and talk with us. And obviously we have a City Hall now, but, um, a lot it's of times, small. People, yeah. A lot of times, people small. come in and they're like, "I didn't even know this was City Hall, yeah. or where is City Hall?" I'm kind of confused. So just to have everything in such a close place, I think that will be awesome. So one one more question I wanted to ask you guys. Um, you know, I think we have amazing public safety personnel like here in the city, and obviously, based on our rankings, we are doing pretty well. But there will always be crime. You know, no matter how safe we are, no matter what we're doing. So I just want to ask you guys. You know. If people are out shopping, if people are in their homes, if they're in their cars, if they're doing whatever within the city, do you have any, you know, quick like safety tips and tricks and things to look out for, things to avoid, maybe just things to share with the community in general to just try and be, to try to not be, you know, victims of crimes. Do you have any like thoughts? I would start by just saying, make sure when you plan your parking place, park and be aware of the moment you put your vehicle in park and get out. A lot of people in today's day and age, everybody has phones. Mm -hmm. They have lots of activity going on on their phones. Mm -hmm. It's When you're getting out, going into a store or at, at a gas station, it's time to be aware and give it a break. I, I make sure, and I have kids, and I have my kids even getting on the phone. Mm -hmm. And I ask them, anytime we're getting out, I want them to be a part of the safety plan for the family. Mm -hmm. So I want them to be aware and start paying attention. So, you know, training your kids and training your family to make sure that you're paying attention to who's around you, who's coming around the car, potential dangers you have to look out for, mm -hmm. and how to get out of any situation if something bad happens. Mm -hmm. I think that's a first start, but what are your thoughts? I, I absolutely. So when it comes to the children, ed educating your children, making sure they do have a plan, uh, making sure that when you're going to a shopping center, making sure you're not leaving your, ch your child unattended, making sure that you're not letting them go to the restroom by themselves or maybe go to the car by themselves, making sure that we're really um, cognizant of, the, of that. Um, one thing I would like to touch base on is we, um, you know, technology, the internet, purchasing online um, is such a huge, it's a huge part of what we do daily mm -hmm. and it's not going anywhere. Um, so 
what I would really try to, re what, I would, what I would really like to reiterate is that when we're purchasing things online, making sure that we're not meeting people that we don't know that we're purchasing from. Um, if you need to exchange at a police station, a, a well-lit area, um, somewhere, maybe having another person with you. Um, uh, sometimes uh, the vulnerability when it comes to people, they really don't think about those things, but there are people out there that will attempt to victimize or, or do those types of things. Um, when it comes to vehicle safety, when you're driving around, just be aware of your surroundings. If you feel like somebody is following you, maybe take that other turn. Don't go into your neighborhood. Contact the police, those types of things. Be, be aware of those surroundings. And then, of course, when it comes to shopping, um, whether you're going to shop at the local Target or you're shopping at the local grocery store, wherever that may be, um, when, when, you're, when you're coming, have your keys ready, have them in your hand ready to go so you're not really distracted by these things so you can make sure you're aware of your surroundings. Um, try to park, uh, don't park next to maybe trucks with campers or, or vans that you really can't see in or maybe a vehicle that has tinted windows. Um, it's important to make sure that you're aware of those surroundings um, because there are people out there that do come from er other areas that will come into our community and, and attempt to you know steal things. Mm -hmm. So those are, those are some of the tips that are that are that are important. Don't leave your purse on the seat. Mm -hmm. Don't leave Definitely. your bags or packages yeah. in the back seat or the front seat. Mm -hmm. You know, those seem so easy and but it's easy to forget. Don't think, oh, I'm only going to be in for a minute. Yes. And then oh, what are the odds? Yeah. What are the odds? Yeah. yeah. Well, I love safety tips because I feel like as a young woman, you know, I feel like I have to be extra cautious. But so many times when I talk to public safety personnel, they will always say the same few things. And it's mostly about shopping like centers and parking lots of like as soon as you get in the car, lock the doors and don't like dilly daddle. Like sometimes you open the mail and you're like looking at your packages. And I've heard, you know, it's unfortunate that you have to do that. But just like drive away, just just drive away and look at your mail on the way home because, you know, you just have to be safe. But I feel like there's so many things all the time that I will do. And I'm like, oh, well, what are the odds? It's just a minute. And people get, you know, you get relaxed because not every day is like a crime happening to you. You're not a victim of a crime. And, and if you see something, easy. please report it. Call 911 because the dispatchers prioritize calls. Mm -hmm. So if it's a high level call, they move it higher. If it's a lower level call, they move it down on the board. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that I sometimes see is a lot of the people that aren't used to calling the police, are hesitant to call because they're unsure if it's important enough. Mm -hmm. I would say call if you see something happening and let the dispatcher set that priority mm -hmm. and let the deputies have an opportunity to solve it. I think that's a great tip because I have done that too where I've seen something and I'm like, I don't know. Or I think, oh, someone else probably did it. Yeah. I think that's the big thing is everyone always is like, oh, someone else probably did it. And one time I saw this house on fire and when I was like driving to work in the morning and I was like, someone else probably called and I was like, but maybe someone didn't. Yeah. So I thought, you know, I might as well do it, but. Did you, you know. call? I did. Okay, good. I did, and I was like, I don't know if someone called, but there's a house on fire. So, yeah. but um, but I think people always have that perspective of, I don't know if it's important or someone else already did it. And right. so that they don't want to, so. And, and I, I do I do think that, um, you know, what's great about our community in Eastville is that people do come together. They really do. Um, they're very aware of their surroundings. Um, and if you see something, we always say it, if you see something, say something. And if you actually see a suspicious vehicle and it does not look right, um, 
make that phone call. Mm -hmm. uh, it may be something mm -hmm. we don't know. Sometimes, you know, people will come through our neighborhoods and they'll look and try to find a, a, a time to commit a crime. Um, it's important that we get notified on that. You will get a deputy. Um, and, you know, again, um, like Mayor Pro Tem Dinko had, had indicated, um, they will prioritize. Mm -hmm. So sometimes those response times may not be as fast as what's anticipated, but there you, you, you are going to get a deputy and you are mm -hmm. going to get that service. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Any other crime tips? Are you feeling? I, feel I think like we hit the highlights. Okay, awesome. Just want to be sure, you know, yeah. in case people need anything. So last question I wanted to ask you guys, and this is really the driving force of the podcast, is I just wanted to give residents and listeners, viewers, an opportunity to see, you know, like the day-to-day, -day, the behind the scenes, maybe even give you guys a chance to address some misconceptions because I feel like you both, you know, have like the public safety background and now you are on the council. I think there's a lot of misconceptions that come with really every job, but especially like government type work, uh, public safety personnel. Is there anything, you know, if you guys could get up on a stage and like address the whole city, anything, any misconception you want to address, anything you want to let the community know? Well, I'll tell you what, I, I pay attention to Facebook and I see a lot of the mm -hmm. Facebook groups for Eastvale, but I don't comment a lot, but it doesn't mean I'm not paying attention and not addressing those issues that I hear from the community. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people call me directly mm -hmm. about things that they see or are concerned about, and we're always working at City Hall to address those things. Mm -hmm. And it goes along with the relationship we currently have. We have a great relationship with our uh, deputies and our partners and Lieutenant Esquivel. And I, I know I can call him at a moment's notice. And mm -hmm. a lot of our citizens might not always see the follow-up. They don't see the, the end follow-up that's happening um, after something gets resolved. But we're always working every day together, not independently, but together to keep it safe. So mm -hmm. a lot of people, if you don't know and you don't see it, uh, people aren't really sure, but it's happening every day on their behalf. Mm -hmm. You know, we have recently, and so being um, new in this position, um, we have recently done presentations for city council um, when it comes to uh, various technology and, and so forth. Um, very uh, receptive to you know, various technology to make things safer in this community. Um, I can't say enough, and I know I said it earlier, um, that public safety is paramount. Um, I've been a citizen of Eastville and I've been a you know, resident of Eastville for a long time. Um, but in this capacity, I can truly say that the city council truly does have um, the safety um, and the care of the citizens within Eastville. I can truly say that. Mm -hmm. um, I've, I've been in other venues. I've, I've, you know, I've participated in other things and they really do have um, the best interest when it comes to public safety mm -hmm. um, at heart. And, and that's important. And it needs to continue to, to be that way. And I can tell you, at least on the law enforcement side and the RSO side, our deputies are gonna continue to get after it. They're gonna continue to go out there and try to suppress crime. Um, and, they're, and you're gonna get a response. Um, and and, that's, and that's, that's what it's about. Mm -hmm. You know, there's gonna be a time where we're gonna be able to add more deputies. And I'm really looking for that time when we have our home, our substation, yeah. and those deputies that we add, those additional hours, those additional personnel will have a place that they can call home and our, our community can walk in and meet them and see them and, you know, right, right there in our own downtown. Mm -hmm. It's going to happen. It will. And I think everyone's on the same page that public safety is top priority because our very first episode we had Mayor Rigby and Councilmember Lorimore and both of them were in agreement of public safety is always, you know, the top priority. And I think Obviously, it is for the community, it's for the council, it's for ourselves, for everyone. Everyone is so, you know, always working towards making sure that that's the top yeah, priority. Our sheriff's doing a great shows. job. 
Chef Bianca is doing a great job, and yes. he's been out there uh, quite a bit, mm -hmm. letting uh, letting even our electeds, our state electeds, mm -hmm. our county electeds know mm -hmm. some of the things that we need as citizens, and and from his perspective, from law enforcement side and the and the criminal justice side, what we need to fix to help uh, help suppress crime in a long term way. Mm -hmm. Well, I think everyone's been doing great, and I'm so glad that we had you guys on the podcast. So I have one last thing, and I didn't warn either of you that we're going to do this, but it's just going to be like a fun, rapid fire, kind of get to know you. So I'm going to ask a question, and we'll start over here with you, and then we'll have you answer right after. But just tell me first thing off the top of your head, okay? And then we're going to be done. All right. We'll give okay, it okay. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Right. you got to trust me. Okay. Chick-fil-A or In-N-Out? In-N-Out. Chick-fil-A. Oh, okay. Controversial. Mm -hmm. Okay. I know you haven't been here long, but I think you've been to these. Eekvale or Miracle on Citrus Street? Miracle. Uh, Miracle. Okay. All right. Would you rather sit in the Costco gas line on a Sunday or sit in the Dutch Bros coffee line? Dutch Bros. Ooh, that's tough. Um, <laughs> I don't think I've ever sat in the Dutch Bros coffee line, and I tried to jump the line. I couldn't jump the line. And so I'd say, I'd say Costco. Okay. Yeah, okay. I gotta we've, get that cheap gas. We've gotten a lot of mixed reviews on that one. Okay. Would you rather take a walk in the August heat or the January winds? August heat. Oh, August heat. I like it hot. Oh my goodness. Hotter the better. Everyone has been saying that and it's catching me so off surprise. Yeah. I thought for sure everyone would say the winds. Burn more calories. I would choose the winds. Okay. Favorite place to eat in Eastville? There's so many good places. I know. That's a hard one. I know. It is. I can't tell you my favorite, but I could tell you one of my recent favorites, which is Devil's Kitchen. Mm -hmm. So that place is great. They serve some of the meals on a hot uh, cast iron skillet, and it continues to cook while you're while you're eating it. It's a lot of fun. It's a good place. Okay. I guess it would depend on the on the on the mood. So Carino's comes to mind for Italian. I mean, mm -hmm. it's a it's a good place. They have a great lasagna. Mm -hmm. um, so I would say Carino. But I like that. I like Doghouse, which is one of our newer selections, which is fun. Mm -hmm. And although it's not built yet, I, which I can't say, but all everybody knows that Olive Garden's coming, and I love yes. the Olive Garden, so yes. that's a good one. No, I'm excited. I don't for know that. if that counts because it's not built yet, but it will be. But we will love it when we it opens. We'll love it. We yeah, know we're we loving love it in advance. We're loving it in advance. I like that. Okay, favorite thing about the city? The people. People. Oh, that's the, that's the best answer. You just stole the best answer. <laughs> it is the people. It is the people. But uh, I like how safe clean and comfortable it is. And I love, um, I love being able to go into any store and see somebody in the community I know. It really feels like a small town, mm -hmm. but yet we're still in Southern California. Mm -hmm. I like that. Okay, last one. Favorite interaction or memory that you've had while working here? You know, I, that's a tough one because I do I do come to City Hall regularly and I interact with so many of the different directors and city employees and, uh, you know, from community enhancement to public works. Um, so I, I really can't narrow it down. I would what he say, wants to say is me. sitting here with me. Oh, oh, oh no. <laughs> See, we're both. It's, it's right here. Yeah. This is your favorite moment. We're all here together. It's one of us. <laughs> For sure, it's one, one of us. He might not want to say, but it's one of us. When you started with the city hall thing, I was yeah. like, it's me yeah. coming to see me. It uh, is, it is. It actually, it's everybody. I mean, it, it really is. Um, I haven't had a bad day. I mean, I'll, I'll truly say that. I mean, um, you know, we have sometimes challenging days, but mm -hmm. I haven't. And, and it is. It's the people, the interaction, um, the smiles. Um, and, and I'll be honest with you, when I go and interact with people within the city, whether it's city council, whether it's our new city manager, 
Mark Orm, or whether it's any of the staff, mm -hmm. people talk, communicate, smile. Mm -hmm. um, it's all important stuff. Mm -hmm. Honestly, mine, I, I'm going to deviate just a little bit and okay. say it's not working. Okay. But I've loved coaching our youth sports. Mm -hmm. It's so much fun. Mm -hmm. You know, when I'm in the dugout and the baseball um, coaching uh, times and all the years that I've coached, I wish I could go back and start over because the looks on these uh, kids' faces, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Just seeing their smiles, their, uh, them working together, their joy, um, and their passion for playing and playing together and enjoyment, it's probably one of the best times of my time here in Eastville, I love it. And I miss all my players and my kids, whether it be soccer, football, baseball. Mm -hmm. I still see them, they're growing up. Some of them are bigger than me now. Mm -hmm. And I get to see them at Target or I'll see them at Sporting Goods or I'll see them at another, at the grocery store. Mm -hmm. And they always say, hi coach. And oh. that fills me with a lot of pride and a lot of joy, so I love that. Well, I remember last year at the opening day ceremony, I hadn't worked here too, too long then. And I had only seen you in like, you know, the council setting, very official. And then I saw you there and you were just like, you seemed like it. you were just having the so best fun. day of your whole life. And it's, it's the best. You it's seem... the best. Seeing the, seeing the young athletes walk, walk around with their parents and yeah. smiles everywhere. You know, I, I would like to add, I know I talked a little about me, but the deputies. And I can talk on behalf of the deputies because I talk to them regularly. And the support they do see within the citizens of Eastville, mm -hmm. um, whether it's on a call for service in a volatile situation or if it's whether they're just picking up something at the in and out, mm -hmm. um, the, uh, um, they, the, they, they do feel that support. Mm -hmm. And you know, we've, we've dealt with some adversity within our department um, with the loss of a couple of deputies. And I can tell you the support within the city has been absolutely overwhelming. So on behalf of everybody from Captain Kohler who commands the Hooper Valley Station and essentially um, uh, is my boss um, to Sheriff Bianco and down and all the deputies, we do fill it. Mm -hmm. and, and I really do want to make sure that I stress that we fill it. The city of Eastville is special and um, we appreciate you uh, making our deputies fill at home. Thank you both so much for being here today and for agreeing to be on the podcast. And thank you to everyone who tuned in. I know that we all feel a little safer. I like the tips and thank you for all that you do to keep the community safe. Thank you, Molly. Mm -hmm. Thank you for the opportunity. Now I want to ring the bell. Okay, ring, ring the, the bell. bell, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wrap. <laughs>